Okay, I'm trying not to be low energy, but I spent my whole day fighting dumb dumb leftists all day on YouTube, which is, I mean, on Twitter, which is not actually on Facebook, even like not even Twitter, like the the, the app of choice for boomers. Um, that's why I spent my workday just fighting with idiot uh, racist uh, comrades. Yeah. So I mean, okay. So let's like. So I guess this is kind of a the Royals are at it again sort of uh, situation, right? No. Is that what you're worked up about or is it something it's not, else? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm worked up about. But the Royals are at it again. The dumb, dumb left is at it again. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's always the case. But like, like I, so, I want you to like, how much do you know about this? Bro? Not much at all. Not so much. like, so like I, know I guess I had yeah, yeah. just like set the whole thing up. So you want me to do it? Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't do know. It. I don't I just, know. It's just that the reason why I really want to like, you're you're much more even keeled than I am. We've had that discussion, and you're much more like me. Me, I'm much more biased. Like I understand. Yeah. I bring like a. We're gonna talk about my own biases and why I feel the way I feel. But so anyway, um, we're gonna get into a lot of shit, and I'm gonna give you some. They're gonna be some trigger warnings. They're gonna be some hard language. You might hear me say the N word with a hard R. Wow. Infinite. Just it like Destiny. Help. Probably not, though, because we're on Twitch, right? Yeah. I'm not trying to be nuked. All right, cool. So, yeah, I'm not going to do that. So, here's the day. So, this dude, you, it goes back. It's deep. Honestly, I wish Aaron was on here. What's so, going on with the Royals, first off? Like, where they Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. So, there's this dude, hair. I don't know the lineage. I don't follow these assholes. I could care less about them and being royalty and all this bullshit and we'll just get to the part i do care about so there's a guy named harry whose mom was like fucked over by by her you know by her in-laws and now he's feeling some of that uh fucked overness because he bought a black girl home yeah that's what's going that's that's what's going down all this other bullshit can be condensed down to this <laughs> and so here's the deal so you know, everybody knows, everybody who's not living in the cave, who's watched the show, or listens to the show, watches our stream, knows about the Oprah interview. Meghan Markle was, a, a you know, an actress. She's gorgeous. She's biracial, mm-hmm. light-skinned. She could pass. She's what, if she could pass as white, she's what they called in old New Orleans a octoroon. Mm-hmm. That was the word for it, when you, you could pass as white. She would be somebody that would be called passing. Yeah. And she got her wake-up call, and she found out just how black she was. And I don't, don't know a damn thing about Meghan Markle other than she used to be like the um, she used to be the lady on uh, on um, Deal or No Deal. Oh, she's on Deal that. or No Deal too. Well, Deal or No Deal. So I don't know her personal. What did she like, do on politics. Deal or No Deal? 
What's that? What did she do on Deal or No Deal? Was she, she like opened the of, cases. Oh, she opened the case. Okay. So yeah, she's like, she a, like a model. And they look good. Look good doing it. So I don't know if this, I don't know this lady's like racial politics. Like her and I are both biracial. I, I, I hate using the word biracial. I am black. Sure. I am a black man who lives in America. She, to me, is a black woman who also lived in America. I don't know her racial politics. I don't know if she was one of these people that was um, that was like, oh, I'm mixed. I'm not black, this and that. And she was, you know, I'm sure she was insulated by her, a couple things, by her beauty, insulated by her job, insulated by her money for racism. Right. She found out just how black she is when now she's married. She's married this white dude who is a literal prince <laughs> and her son, her son is being questioned about like the concern over how his, her in-laws are concerned over his skin color, how dark he is or not going to be. Um, they've cut her off from, you know, her, 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 from her inheritance, not inheritance, the bad word, but they've cut her off to what she's due as like now the titles, new royalty. The yeah, titles, titles and marrying. all that. They're not going to give her son. They, they're not giving her son a title. Um, so they're cutting him off from his own birthright. And the reason why this affects me so so much is because I watched that Oprah interview, and you could see in, you, this man. Who I don't think he had much love for I don't think he had much love for the royal family to begin with, to be honest. Those are his people. The prince. Yeah, hey, I'm talking about Harry. I'm talking about the talking about Prince Harry. I honestly don't think he had much love for them to begin with. If you remember, this guy went to Iraq. This guy flew helicopters to get away from them. Mm-hmm. You know, in the desert. So you can feel like kind of way like end all wars, fuck imperialism, yeah, in the monarchy, fuck all that. Like we're t- I'm just talking about this dude as a human being, right? And I'm talking about a shared experience. When that man sat down with Oprah with his black wife and they start talking about his black son and talk about how his family cuts him off, cut him off, how they question his son's skin color, how they're not going to give him his birthright, how his dad doesn't pick up his calls anymore. You saw his eye slits like get smaller and smaller and smaller. And that's a man who's felt that's a man who's felt the pain. And I'm not saying full force. I'm sure. not saying he's he's honorary black guy now. He he got a little bit of taste of what it's like mm-hmm. to be black, to be othered. Mm-hmm. And the idea that I get into these dumb dumb these 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 dumb dumb arguments online where people are just like, oh, they can't feel they can't experience racism. Oh, they're they're so privileged. There's no way they can't experience race. I'm like, you're literally seeing how this couple is experiencing racism in their own country, how they're having shit that's rightfully theirs. Mm-hmm. Now, we again, again, I don't want to hear this bullshit about how smash the monarchy. Yes, yeah, smash it, smash it, smash it. But shit that, like, this is the shit they're supposed to get, and they're not getting it, and it's because he brought a black girl home. Mm-hmm. This, he's like every other dude, every other white dude who's brought a black girl home, and his parents have now disowned him. And now he's got to go out and make a way. Mm-hmm. And I ally with that guy. I have lived that. I have my white Aaron. My wife is white. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've dated a ton of white girls. I've dated a ton of black girls. I've dated Asian women. I've dated Japanese girls in Japan and got that same feel. 
that that man and me have this is my bias we have a common reference point now mm-hmm. and i was trying to explain to people online that the experience of being black is not about it's not it's not about skin color it's not about if you're half black it's not about are you from africa are you an african american the found the the primary experience of being black of being of african descent is that it's pain. Mm-hmm. That's why you can take the richest black person you would ever, ever know. And you take the poorest black person you would ever, ever know. And they are going to have the same experiences as far as pain of what it's like to go through this world. Harry feels some of that. Yeah. Not all of it. He felt a little, he got a taste of it and he didn't like it. And so for us to be like, fuck him, he can't, they can't be racist because when I say us, I mean the left. This mm-hmm. is dumb, dumb leftists I get in arguments with. They're, they're trying to reduce everything to a class argument. And if you don't remember what I like, when I had the same kind of, I had the same kind of energy for when we had Ben Burgess on the show over a year ago, and he was talking about a class argument. This, I'm like, what are you talking about? I, do I, mean, I don't understand. Can you, can you, can you, sort of like? I can't remember. We'd have to go back uh-huh. into it, but he he gave some kind of like. I don't like racism. Like, I don't want to say he gave some kind of thing like racism isn't real. I don't think he did sure. that. I'd really yeah. have to listen to the show, but I definitely remember us going like, uh, we both live in Louisiana in the South. Like, mm-hmm. like I was talking about you and I, I was like, we have different experiences. Like we're both leftists, but we have completely different experiences An experience that like, like you two will never be able to touch. And the idea that we can just reduce everything to a class argument, that the, that the argument is that these two can't experience racism because they're so rich and so privileged. We're obviously, obviously, re- these people's class mm-hmm. did not protect them from racism. Right. It's like, think of this little kid, Archie, right? This little boy, Archie. How much of a higher station in life? He is a literal, literally in line for like a kingship. How much of a higher station could he have been born with? How much more privilege could he have been born with on planet Earth to protect him from racism? Mm. And it didn't happen. So that shows you. So the argument should be, and I let you, I'm gonna let you go and and like defuse me because I'm so I get so fucking mad about this shit. The argument should be not herp derp, fuck you, guillotine all of them. It should be <laughs> when we talk to people. It should be like wow wow, like, can you believe how racist the, the monarchy is? Mm-hmm. It'd be like, yeah, maybe you didn't know how racist, like, it really is out here. So if they, if, if racism is touching these people who live on the ultimate, the top of the ultimate, they live on the peak of K2 of privilege, the peak of Everest to where, fuck the 1%, the point zero 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 one percent literal royalty there's like literal royalty (laughs) and racism is touching these people how bad do you think it is for a a poor person yeah how bad do you think racism is and that's why we can't just be like oh let's just fucking all read capital and there'll be no more racism i don't don't know anybody's saying that's gonna happen uh i I know you're not but i'm just like this is the people i'm getting into it with and I'm just like, and it's, and it's, it's all these white dudes. It's, I, I hate it. It's like the white socialist, like Marxist meme 
that are going to sit here and and quote fucking marks to you and tell you how you live mm -hmm. and tell you and tell you how racism affects people or how it doesn't right and it's it's so fucking outrageous like you know and, and i I'm, and so i i've gotten into it with these people enough and after a while their their mask cracks and they come at me with racism mm -hmm. it's crazy and it's like wow i'm like that cool comrade you know and this is the kind of shit like I told I was talking to somebody the other day. I was like, women have it just as bad. If, if I don't know, maybe even worse. Because I've literally had like women tell me that leftist socialist women who have like good praxis leftist politics say they'd rather date conservative guys because they know what they're gonna get up front. They mm -hmm. know this guy is gonna be an asshole up front instead of sit here and like try to try to read me fucking. I don't know, the communist manifesto by fucking candlelight and then snap on me and 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 like try to sexually assault me or some shit. Uh -huh. It's like I or get mad because I won't have sex with him and, and go crazy on me. There's like I'd rather date a chud because I know that guy's a jerk off, like from jump. Yeah. It's just I mean, I'm conflating a whole bunch of different shit, but this shit has got me so mad and it's gotta stop. And you know what? Through all this, like the way that I have, I've I've internalized this, like watching like this this couple. And notice I don't call them the royal family. I don't call them. These are just people to me. When we're talking about this, uh -huh. this is a white guy who married a black guy, and now they have a black son, and they're getting fucked over. And I'm like, bruh, welcome to the club. Well, welcome. I hope you can be an asset. You know, if we were smart, we would try to turn this guy into an asset. Uh -huh. I hope. I hope. I hope this family can be an asset. But I just got so in my feelings about it because I just I just feel it and I just feel like, man, why are you taking this so why are you why do you care about this so much? It's racism everywhere, but it's just so many people trying to deny that. Oh no no no! It's just they're they're rich, so racism can't affect them. Right, I'm which is ridiculous crazy. because like it affects them in different ways. Yeah, so I mean, like, if I'm gonna have anything to add to it, which sorry if it's disappointing because I don't have very much to add. Because um, I agree with a lot with a lot of what you're saying here, I also kind of think that multiple things can be true at the same time. If that makes sense, like like yeah. and I've, you've already alluded to this, like the fact that there is a there is royalty and there is like um, there is you know like like a kings and queens and princes is already ridiculous. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. Sure. Let's put that aside for a minute and let's talk about the specific like. What you're explaining here to me, at least what it sounds like, and get me, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, is the sort of the sort of social dynamic of like what you were saying. Somebody brings, you know, a you know a white guy from a white racist family brings home, you know, like a black, you know, woman, which you know, a high echelon, you know, actress or whatever model. Um, and there's this sort of like sneering down your nose at it and there was you know there were components of that interview where like the the um you know the uh, there was a story that Meghan markle gave I, I did see this clip um of of uh Meghan markle saying like the you know there was some people in the royal family that wouldn't name who who were like worried about the skin color of the baby <laughs> and then Oprah's just like, what? 
And so like 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 definitely that is extremely and utterly like racist and aggressive and like I don't think not recognizing that or not sort of like acknowledging that does anything to help anything if that makes any sense i think you kind of you, like, you lose i'm not even like i'm not it. upset at like the normies who are out there just being like oh wow like people who are i'm not upset at like you know the talking heads like a ben shapiro who like i don't believe Meghan markle i don't she's oh my god <laughs> i'm talking about people who are supposed to who throw around the word comrade like they get they get a kickback every time they say it and, you know, honestly, like the scale, I've had to take a little medicine when I sit down, and I think about this. I've had to, to take a little medicine because in all and to be in full disclosure and we uh, you're going to know exactly who I'm talking about. Uh, in full disclosure, there's been certain people in our leftist circles who have been like. DSA so racist, mm-hmm. but and I, you know what, like, oh, these leftist fuckers, they, they're bullshit. You know, this shit's racist. They marginalized me. And I've been like, man, I ain't trying to get into that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, right, come on, come on. It can't be. It can't be like that. No, it is like that. It fucking is. And like, I, I had to see it. I had, I had to see it with my own eyes. Even if it's online, people say, oh, that's not real life. That's fucking real life. Like, I had to see that shit. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? I'm not exactly sure what you mean in particular. Um. Like, sorry to put you on the spot. You, no, you're good. I just don't want to like name names and shit. Sure, sure, um, sure. It's the idea that, oh man, like when somebody has a concern in mm-hmm. our circle about like an organization, about like let's say like the DSA, um, let's just use them for an example, mm-hmm. that. They have a concern that like, oh, I'm being marginalized. Like you're pushing out people of colored voices and stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then the first thing that pops into my head is like to defend the organization. Because I'm just like, it can't be like this because we all have, I kind of, I don't, I, I, I guess I say I, I almost dismiss that kind of shit out of hand. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, oh, it's not affecting me. I don't see it. Sure. Um, that's and a lot of people think that way, and so I just feel like I've I feel kind of shitty about it. So, mm, I mean, I don't know if there's something you should feel. Sh- I mean, I don't know. I, like, like I think that each one of these situations, you know, need to be sort of wait. This is me personally, you know, and I'm, I I understand what you're saying. Like those things can and should be dismissed out of hand. I guess what I'm trying to say here is that it is important that like these things are kind of addressed on a case by case basis and you know, the merits of each situation and the particulars of each situation should be, you know, brought up in as clean a way as possible. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not like trying to like provide a corrective or anything like that. I guess I'm agreeing with you uh, in a certain extent. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I mean, we can't, I feel like we can't have a podcast about like, about like, Oh, he said, he said, yeah. she said conversations and then not like taught name names, but I just, you know what I'm talking about. I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people out there know what they're talking about. Know what we're talking about. They probably experienced that in the same, um, in a similar way, yeah. in a similar way. Mm-hmm. So they can, they like, when they feel like they're, you know, I feel like in our circles when somebody's like, Hey, 
this is being like somebody's being racist. It like sets off kind of like a whole protocol of like, here we go. Yeah. They're like, oh shit, man. I don't want to deal with this. Yeah. That, instead of like listening, instead of like listening to your comrade right. and hearing them out. Yeah. I think that's, you know, you know, that's again, two things can be true at the same time. Like it is true that in like, especially liberal spaces, um there is a tendency to sort of like weaponize identity to the point where like girl boss lady boss this other kind of stuff and like anybody who doesn't like bernie sanders is a racist and a sexist or whatever and that's true and at the same time you know there are these structures that exist that people sort of rely on and and, and, and kind of like relying on that as a shorthand is not doing anybody a service it's doing like actually it's doing everybody a disservice because it doesn't address these issues in a in a in a real or direct way does that make sense yeah um i mean you might get a bit off subject but i mean it does it's just that when somebody says i finally okay here's what it is so i'm getting into these like online fights and i'm just mm -hmm. like Y'all are doing so much talking and nobody's listening. Yeah. Like you're not listening to to somebody who's like, I'm telling you, like, this is my experience. Like, yeah, this is how it I'm giving you the game plan of like, no, this is how it works. This is how racism works. And you're gonna you're gonna come back at me with like, but they're rich. And I'm like, you haven't heard a thing I had to say. Right. And you are like taking a position of authority. And something that you don't know anything about. It's like if I tried to tell you the ins and outs of being like Cajun, like being Acadian. And 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 and, and like if be, I, like, I very, tried very... to tell you like we go fishing, and I try uh -huh. to tell you where the good fishing spots are. Well, and and, and, and I want to like throw out like one of the things that I re that that frustrates me about those kinds of conversation, and I'm sure it's frustrating you, is that you're already stipulating that point. Like they're already you're already stipulating the point that they're rich and that they're like in the upper you like you went out of your way in your description of, of that just a minute ago for that particular situation. And the only response that people would have is, oh, but they're you know, oh, but they're the royalty or or whatever. And it's just like, no shit, motherfucker, I already said that. Right. <laughs> That's the, and that's they don't the kind understand of thing. that, like, like, like nobody, huh? like nobody fucking cares that you're. Nobody fucking cares in this world that you're rich. Now, once that, now it depends. I mean, power does come with wealth, to be sure. But I mean, like, well, no, what? I mean, like, okay. There's a great example of. There's a woman who. There's a woman who got. I think she was like, what was she? I think this was Florida, and she was some kind of like senator or she was some kind of elected official. Mm -hmm. And she was just a black woman driving a BMW and the cops pull her for, for no reason. She records the whole thing. And she was like, oh, and by the way, I'm such and such. Don't worry about it. I got you. I'm gonna hook you up since you wanted you wanted to come out here and play this game and pull me up for no reason. Pull me over for no reason. I got you. And she and, and then as soon as he understood that, like he was talking to one of his betters, you know what I mean? Yes. Somebody like above his class. He fucking oh shit! Like you could see his face drop. Like he knew he was fucked up. Right. But in that moment, before he knew that, he was all on like, "I'm just gonna pull this black lady over. She's not supposed to be driving a BMW." Right. That's how it goes. And that kind of shit happens all the time. And I'm telling you, it's like visceral, that's right? It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. What's that? It's like a visceral response, a visceral right. reaction, a visceral like 
feeling that you have is that it's like somebody's making or or there is sort of like this broad sense that people are going to make that kind of judgment knowing nothing else about you other than the fact that your your skin is a certain color and to bring this back to like the royals it's okay so harry and megan are here right Mm -hmm. and they have all the class that you could ever imagine the rest of the royal family is like oh our race we're here and our racism we can be racist because our class trumps yours yeah so we'll we'll come down on you and not care and not not suffer any repercussions for it, and it doesn't matter. Like just because some just because somebody's rich doesn't mean they can't feel that they, they they can't racism will still like reach up and grab you. Sure, and it's not going to grab you in the same way it's going to grab Trayvon Martin mm-hmm. or you know or, or George Floyd, but it's if it can still touch them. As high as they are, then that's why Trayvon Martin and George Floyd's happened. And oh, I mean, it, it just it just it, it weaves itself in and out in every every corner right. of the system, I suppose. Which does that make sense? It's like it goes it's from top to bottom. It's it's prevalent. It's it's omnipresent. Yeah. No, exactly. And it just it'll hit you wherever you're at. So again, I don't know her personal. I don't know Meghan Markle's personal politics. And I don't know how how she felt about race before all this. I can imagine that she's super insulated. Yeah, there um, there was an interesting. Can thing. imagine that there was and an interesting she, thing that she said. They did she did say that doesn't necessarily apply to the race part. And like if mm-hmm. I I don't want to, but I don't want to bring it up until you uh, until you're finished though. I, I think I'm done. I think I'm retreading the same stuff. No, but it's, it's okay. I mean, like, you definitely, I mean, you've, you've touched on a lot of really important points here. And, you know, I, I definitely don't want to, like, I don't want to, like, end that before you're done, if you know what I mean. No, you're good. I just I just want people who are supposed to be our allies to just, one, recognize an opportunity when you see yeah. it. Like, we're never going to come in contact with these people, but somebody will. Like everybody's joking about, um, oh my God, can you believe they're staying at Tyler Perry's house? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, <laughs> thank fucking God they Who are. Who cares? Well, yeah. Well, no, I care because, okay. you know, I mean, Tyler Perry, like, he was just a guy who made like shitty, like, plays in like mm-hmm. the quote unquote chitlin circuit, like, that black people enjoyed and got crazy wealthy off of that and has like an empire of shitty movies. But hope to God, thank God they are, because in my hope that he is putting them on game. My hope is he is sitting, he set Harry down and they cracked open a pint and he said, oh, bro, welcome to the club. Mm-hmm. This is how it is. And now you know. And this is why you have to like fight. This is why you have to be anti-racist. And because you're going to, you're going to figuratively and they're, you know, they want to pull your security off you you might literally have to fight to defend your to defend your black family. Mm-hmm. I hope to God that he's having that conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that's that's what it is. That's what it is, man. And yeah, they they for us to say for us to just sit here and be like, well, like fuck them. They you know they can't experience racism when they're obviously experiencing racism, and it should be like a call. To like, hey, racism affects no matter where you are. So let's just uh, set up a society where we just end that shit, and that that would include 
demolishing monarchies. Right. That would include that. Right. You're not against demolishing the monarchy. That's kind of like the funny thing that, like, I don't know, from what it sounds like you're saying, that people, since you're pointing out yeah. the specific Like, thing, oh, you're defending a monarch. You're defending yeah. monarchs who are who are super rich and don't give a fuck about you. Yeah, since you're defending this, or you're engaging with spe- this specific dynamic, that means that you're sort of accepting the world as it is, which is, like, very specifically what you're not doing. Yeah. Or, or at least saying like it's cool that we have monarchy or whatever. Like, and, and like monarchy is fundamentally racist. Yes, yes, yes. Sure, yeah. Uh, that's that's good too. But that's not the point you're trying to make either. Um, no, not at all. Yeah. So just to, to kind of like move forward a little bit, uh, there was something that was fairly interesting that that got a, a fair amount of play on uh, on at least some corners of the internet where uh megan markle actually was talking about like some of the treatment that she was getting from um from like the people or the 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 sort of like people around the royal family and things like that and she was essentially like like in a a certain number of ways kind of kind of trapped and like unable to even move freely uh and she she brought up the idea at the, the point that like at her old job, she had a union to protect her. <laughs> that was awesome, family. wasn't it? That was really interesting too, because it's sort of like, um, like a lot of my a lot of my union friends kind of like made a lot of uh, you know a lot of uh, noise about that and and thought it was very very interesting. Right. Um, no, but what? But uh, we should the, just the take away is that unions are rich. <laughs> Can't talk about a union because you're rich. Mm-hmm. But no, no, they, they they had very sort of like a positive approach and you know, a positive to kind of take away to that, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Not worked. Thought that was I thought that was all right. Um, but but other than that, I really don't have have that many takes on the uh, on the uh, royal family and and all that stuff. Other than the fact that that you know. There was an interesting uh, article that Ash from Navarre Media wrote talking about how, and, and we talked about this on one of the GMC episodes from this week, uh, so go check that one out. I think it was from Tuesday or Monday. Uh, I think it was from Monday. Um, how how Harry uh, and, and Meghan Markle have sort of like made the transition from the like aristocracy in the uh in britain to the aristocracy in the u.s which i thought was kind of an interesting dynamic yeah oh absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely and that's the thing he like again he i hope that family understands like just moving out of that country won't protect him either oh no until they until they align align with people who have like the Americans at least are racist as fuck too, right? <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Until they had he aligns with people who have like I don't know, racial solidarity. I'm just trying to I'm just I'm just hoping this is the perfect like I'm glad they're going through this. I'm it sucks. I I mean, I'm glad that she didn't kill herself. Uh-huh. Uh, I hate to see people in pain, but it's one of those things where um he you know he as a person and probably she as well again i don't know her you know i don't know her politics they need to go through this mm-hmm. they need they need to go through this there was a um one of my favorite uh, episodes of star trek deep space 9 is when um 
um, the the freedom fighter resistance lady, uh, Bajoran Kira. And I'll try to be as quick as this as possible. No, the analogy works perfect. So her name's Kira, and she's like a freedom fighter. And because her people were enslaved by the Cardassians, but now the Cardassians are being enslaved by these other people, the Dominion. And so Kira has helped is helping them like fight a civil war, a guerrilla war, I should say, to get the yeah, civil and guerrilla war to get their, you know, to kick the Dominions off of the home planet. And the guy who's heading this revolution is um, Damar. And Damar finds out his whole family's been killed by the Dominion. And he he looks at Kira and he says, What kind of people do something like this? Mm-hmm. And Kira goes, I don't know, Damar. What kind of people do something? You know, well, I don't know, Damar. What kind of people do stuff like this? You tell me. Mm-hmm. And he got the point, and then he was mad and stormed off. And she's like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. But the other Cardassian, who's like, who's her friend, says, no. If he's going to be the revolutionary that we all you know, hope he is, that's exactly what he needed to hear. Mm-hmm. Exactly what he needed to hear right when he needed to hear it. And I'm not sorry that... Harry and, and and Megan are going to be like some kind of great. They're not going to be the 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 vanguard of the the racial and, and social revolution. But if you can't like look at this as an opportunity that somebody that a I don't know. I'm trying to think of somebody high enough profile would talk to them like a um fuck um I got a picture with the man like a Cornell West. Should be ringing like should be ringing up, you know. Um, oh my God, the Medea man, Tyler Perry, and me going, "Hey, is uh, is Brother Harry and and Sister Megan in? I'd like to have a conversation." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He should be doing that. You know, now that you mentioned yeah. Cornell West, uh, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but he's in the news right now as well. Have you heard about this? Yeah, I heard he couldn't get his tenure. He didn't get ten- he reasons. already had tenure at Yale Law School and he was um denied tenure or he was giving up his quest for tenure uh at Harvard and I actually have an article here uh from the failing New York Times if you want to kind of go over that because I think I think it's really interesting and and so for people who don't know Cornell who's Cornell West is like a you know, he's a, a, a scholar, you know, he's a, sort of a social scholar um, in the U.S., like one of the most, like, how, do you, how would you describe him? Um, kind of, um, I would say, a leftist. Um, intellectual, like a black intellectual, intellectual right? Philosoph- philosopher, say... you know, and he does a lot of social activism. Who's far too generous to, to people. Oh my God. Like far he is generous. like such a kind the kind guy, right? Right. Uh he like gives everybody a ton of benefit of the doubt and he does a lot of like like I don't know. He he's he's a man that kind of comes from a he's, place of love. He's Noam Chomsky that won't put you to sleep. <laughs> he definitely won't put you to sleep. He's definitely a very exciting guy. Anyway. Funny uh, story about Corner West. Uh I actually I met him uh the the DNC platform committee. Uh, I was a voting member in um, in uh, in Orlando in 2016. I got a picture with him. Blah blah blah. Um, so sure there's some, nice. um, some there was something we were going to vote on. I can't remember, and it pissed everybody off. And I think it was about like it might even have been about raising the minimum wage. I don't know. 
But honestly, I can't remember what it was about. It doesn't matter. So they're pissed. All the leftists get up, and all the Bernie, all the Bernie people get up, and we're gonna all talk, and we're waiting in line. And this is, you know, we're like 30, 40 people deep uh, to get our turn to speak. You have to go up to the mic. I turn around, and Cornell West is behind me, and I just he looks at me. I look at him. I go, I was, I had things to say, but I think you got it, bro. <laughs> he said no. He's like, yo. He said no, young blood. He's like, speak your piece. I'm like, I think, I think you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna handle it. I'm gonna go sit down. So I went. I just went sit down. Oh man, you got to ring him up. We got to get him on the show. I'd love to talk to Cornell West. <laughs> that was the weirdest who's who of like Nomiki Kant's, uh Donna Brazil, Cornell West. Who was the guy who ran for uh, mayor of Baltimore? Um, God dog, I can't think of his name. Mayor of Baltimore. Yeah, he he lost. He just oh, Martin O'Malley. No, no, maybe for like Senate in Baltimore. I don't know. Black guy, NAACP guy. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, gosh. Now, now that you. Yeah, I know. His name is next to mine on like the roster, which is, I've got it framed. It's like amazing. I can't think of his name. But um, yeah, him. God, who else was in that room? That room was crazy. It was crazy. Um, the uh the the cowboy like socialist guy who does that podcast cowboy socialist i, I don't know i can't think of his name but he's like big like jim hightower yeah jim hightower see that's why we work on this show i only think in abstracts and you can uh-huh. be like direct jim hightower um nick fox is that real or is that the basketball player uh who's the guy who made the uh fracking documentary josh, josh fox actually um <laughs> that's a Lakers. so actually i think he and his girlfriend live in new orleans part-time because uh because seasonal Ke- residences well residences. kayla was actually um sorry i shouted her name on the show um but but she um uh, she's a friend and she was a she showed up to some dsa new orleans stuff and she's super cool so that's that's, that's that's pretty pretty awesome, um, but anyway, man, we should talk about convention actually. But 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 before we do that, um, so just to kind of get through this really quickly, um, Cornell West is abandoning his quest for tenure at Harvard and going back to Union Theological Seminary, where he was first where he first taught forty four years ago. Uh, the New York Seminary announced on Monday. Over the past few weeks, Cornell West, 67, a popular, popular professor of African-American studies and progressive activist, had threatened to leave Harvard because he said the university had balked at a recommendation by a faculty committee that um, his untenured position be converted into a tenured position. So he couldn't get tenure. They wouldn't get tenure because he is a strong advocate for Palestinians. He's a strong advocate for human rights abroad. Um, and you know he sp- he speaks beautifully on the um, on the subject, um, but essentially he's getting uh, he's getting railroaded by these you know elite institutions, these Ivy League institutions, these these colleges uh, in the U.S. because of his largely because of his political activities, and that's just really really fucked up, you know, especially to somebody who's you know such a you know powerful and incredible thought leader. That's that's wild, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, you think they would just like after all this time they would just they would break him off just to like 
not have bad press, but they don't give a shit, I guess. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, you know, what are you going to do to us? I'm making a move they... back to New York, and it's not a move out of default, he said. Not at all. I'm going with a smile. I'm going fired up. <laughs> of course, he talks like, like that is like exactly what you would expect Cornell West to say. <laughs> like, he's got a very good attitude about these kinds of things. A, can we get a Joe, a GoFund, Joe fund me? Can we get a GoFundMe together and just get like fund a Jamie Peck Cornell West podcast? Get that, po- get that podcast happen. There's two people who just left their jobs, you know? Just, yeah. yeah. Can we get that podcast going? That'd be so, the greatest. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'm very disappointed in Harvard myself. <laughs> I'm, I've been disappointed in Harvard. The slaves that built that place are disappointed in Harvard. Yeah, the, the Royals and the Royals and uh, Harvard are both bad. It turns out. <laughs> oh. Every last one of them. Oh my gosh. So um, you got to you just kind of like hit up any. Yeah. So I, I guess to, to sort of like bring us home for the rest of the show uh, on our uh, Wednesday show of this week, uh, March 10th, uh, we had on uh, really, I guess it would be safe to call her friend of the show. She's a two-time guest at this point, uh, Christine Kramer. And she talked a little bit about uh, the oh, – she talked a lot about, honestly, the, the sort of takeover of the – uh, Nevada Democratic Party, and I kind of wanted to pick your brain on that kind of sure. in a general sense. So, what are you thinking about this whole what situation? Can you ask me that I'm underqualified to answer? I guess I just wanted uh, to like I just wanted. I'm like, not a process guy. I am a. Uh, I don't know what the fuck is going on here. Just tell me where to throw a brick, guy. <laughs> well, it sounds like the uh, the you know DSA and um, and Nevada took a brick or p- perhaps a can of soup, and you know. Threw it through, you know, at least metaphorically, through the uh, Democratic Party and took it over. Uh, you know, pe- people. Uh, I think the, her name is Judith. Judith Whitmer is the new chair, and like when the new slate of uh, people got elected, uh, the entire the entire staff and the executive director of the Democratic Party in the state resigned, and prior to the election the board had moved $450,000 from the essentially took the funds from the state committee, the state democratic party and moved it to the democratic state, the the democratic uh, senatorial campaign committee essentially just stole almost half a million dollars. (laughs) Woo. Um, what I think about it, like my first gut reaction is they need to uh, the the new Nevada Democratic Party, the new the new satellite wing of the DSA. It's like in Command and Conquer, they just sent the engineer in, and then they just took over the building, and that was a red flag on top of it. Um, they need to uh, just you know uh, insurgency for dummies. They need to literally create a press junket of how to do this mm-hmm. and how can re- be repeatable in every state and every municipality in America. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what needs to happen now because this can be repeated and it oh, should, yeah, and obviously it should be. Yeah. Um, that is my, that is my huge take. Yeah. That's the whole take. They, that's good that they did it and other people should do it. So that's, that's, that's fine. That's good. I think I agree. I think that uh, uh, a lot of what we talked about. I don't know how they did it. I mean, I, from what I've read, they just marshaled a lot of the people who 
uh, who you know won Nevada for Bernie, who who they who they organized to do that mm-hmm. to just run run for positions in the Nevada Democratic Party. Yeah, and they they had the votes, and that's it. Like these parties are easy to take over. It's just parliamentary games, like mm-hmm. are most of the thing that like freezes people out. Yeah, and but they're not. It's not a lot of votes. Like you don't need. Like if it's a straight up vote. It's not a lot of votes. You can take these things over. Yeah. I mean, like one of the things that Christine mentioned is that it does it is a fucking grind. It is it is something right. that's gonna take like a, a serious amount of time. I mean, like in the in Louisiana specifically. I mean, and I sit on both so have I you seen that documentary state- that uh, Wild Wild Country about the um the weird cult that like takes over uh a town in like Oregon or something? Like they they literally like be be like them leftists like not a wild weird cult not a weird cult but just the idea that they they like landed there and then people are like oh you got to get out of here we hate you like you're you're a crazy cult and they're like you're right but we have more members mm-hmm. than you have voters and they just like ran for like every 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 council seat and they just stacked it with their own people and they just want they just literally took the town over. So uh, be like that. It's not that hard. Oh yeah. So shout outs to um, yeah the, the the folks out in um, uh, sorry the folks out in Nevada, you know DSA members and you know sort of like a more broad sort of progressive coalition, you know the the like. I mean, there's, there's people that were working together and 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 one of the really interesting things too is that um. Like the people that were like quitting and taking their ball and going home were like doing like talking this mad shit about like, oh, they won't work with anybody. They're doing it. They're they're not building bridges. So we're just gonna quit and leave. Like <laughs> No, that's exactly yeah. what you're doing. It's like the classic projection of like accusing the accusing, you know, the people that you're, you know, opposing of the thing that you're doing. <laughs> I mean, that is the classic, like, that is the classic, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not projection, but it's like the, the newspeak. It's classic newspeak mm-hmm. to where it's like, oh, this is, you know, when it says the unity council, you know, it's going to be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know, when it says right to work, you know, it's evil. You know, it, it, it's classic they're going newspeak. So, out, so far out of their way to make it sound like it's not evil. Like they they use this language of like, oh yes, it's the good thing and not the bad thing. <laughs> it's very funny. I don't know. I find that shit interesting. It's pretty. It's pretty good. It's just we just need to. Yeah, we know the Democratic Party's garbage. We just need to repeat that everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we let's do it. Just more people than they have, and we win. It's, oh yeah. It's not that hard, but it is that hard because they're going to throw, like, like Christine went in this morning, they're going to throw every fucking parliamentary bullshit trick at you. Yeah. They're, they're going to do every bit of op- God forbid, God forbid, if I ever run for office, it's fucking, oh, I'm just going to be like, I, whatever you say, whatever you said, yep, that's me. Yeah. I did it, you know, because. It's just gonna be a treasure trove of just oppa research. <laughs> Am I gonna be guilty Why? by association? Do I need to be watching out? Do I need to start cutting people off? Yeah, if you're trying to if you're trying to run for office. Nah, I'm just fucking with you, bro. 
I ain't running for nothing like nothing other than like anything really. It's just I would like definitely run for office. You know what though? Honestly, like I think here's the positive thing about Trump breaking everybody's brains. He's broken. The, um, I mean, we got to get some. The, the the right has no problem with this, but we got to get these fucking we got to get these pearl clutch and liberts out of the way. But the right oh. is broken like. The, the the Trump has broken everybody's brain of what like a politician looks like. That's like the uh, lieutenant governor of of Pennsylvania, like a federal guy, like running mm-hmm. for um, running for Senate now, and he's just mm-hmm. like, "Fuck you." I'm like, "Yeah, that's the guy." You know, it's like I love that guy. I did want to talk about one like last thing. Now that you brought that specific thing up, like specifically like the pearl cr- clutching like. Democrats and all this other stuff. There was an article in the Daily Beast that came mm. out like it was either yesterday or the day before, uh, talking about the dirtbag left stars. This is the headline: the dirtbag left stars are flirting with the far right. <laughs> Classic. And guess who's on the cover? Guess who's on the uh, cover of the of the uh, article? Dumb, 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 dumb door. Dumb, dumb Jimmy Door in a picture that makes him look like he's like seventeen years old. By the way. Hey. Karen told me, oh, she actually read that shit. And Who did? Like, oh. And she goes, oh, they talk about your boys. Talk about your boys on Cometown. I well, was like, Cometown so, is not a fucking political podcast. Well, and well, here's the thing. And, and let's, 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 well, let's get into it. Let's let's actually like read through a bit of this. I'm, gonna, I'm trying. I'm, this is a, a article to trigger Robert and make him mad. Uh, so this is what's going to happen. <laughs> So uh, I can sort of like jump through it a little bit. It's really, really freaking long. Like it's ridiculously long. Uh, so I'm not gonna definitely not gonna read the whole thing. But I think it's like it's it's worth getting into because you were just talking about like the pearl clutching like Democrats or whatever, and like this is this is fucking catnip to them, right? This is this is catnip to even some like leftists, uh, which is unfortunate. But but here we go. You ready? Over the past year, as the far right trafficked in wild anti-masker and pro-Donald Trump fantasies that led to the June's to the January 6th putsch at the Capitol, some prominent members of the quote dirtbag left and radical left have been promoting figureheads in the Boogaloo movement, circulating quote deep state conspiracies and bantering about quote great replacement talking points, ones that can sometimes sound an awful lot like the fever dreams of the alt-right. First, first, first paragraph already full of bullshit all right because when it starts talking about the dirt bag left it's instantly putting jimmy door in there and his individual singular positioning and interviewing of a boogaloo boy right mm-hmm. so for instance uh take for instance jimmy door the populist there's a there's a loaded word the populist YouTuber and member of the Movement for a People's Party Advisory Council. He recently courted a public relations disaster when he offered a platform to Magnus Panvidia, a member of the Boogaloo Boys, a militant group that threatened violence ahead of Biden's inauguration. Emerging, emerging into the public eye last spring during uh, the right-wing lockdown protest, anti-lockdown protests, the heavily armed Boogaloo Boys have promoted attacks against the state and government officials in retaliation for COVID safety restrictions. But this asshole who points to the rainbow flag in his Twitter bio offered the movement a more palatable pro-LGBT and anti-racist face. Uh, the guy 
also has tweeted that Kyle Rittenhouse, the Trump supporter, so it's basically tying Jimmy. Okay, it's actually good that you're tying Jimmy Dore to this guy. What I don't like is that you're tying Jimmy Dore to the left, which he's not the fucking left. He's just not right. Right. No, of course. What would you, what would we call Jimmy Dore? Like uh, he's he, an idiot. If we really, if we really had to put him in a box. If uh, he's not he's, the left. He is a if if you had if I mean honestly. He's a, a, a sh- like a clout shark, right? Yeah. He's looking for attention. He's looking for a camera, and he's gonna do anything that he can to get that attention. That's why. It, so, because his politics are incoherent, they're absolutely incoherent. Now I'm worked up, right? Yeah, yeah. They're absolutely incoherent to the point that he can s- s- jump from supporting Bernie Sanders in 2016, which is a good thing to supporting Tulsi Gabbard in 2020, which is ridiculous because she has like extremely like reactionary politics and she doesn't support Medicare for all. But then immediately after say that he will like smear people like AOC for not doing one specific thing for Medicare for all and then having this motherfucking boogaloo boy on the show, on his show. Like, it's ridiculous. It's all over the place. So there's no definable politics for that guy. If that guy's dirtbag left, then there's, like, then the, 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 you know, left is incoherent. But it goes on and on and on. And it talks about, um, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Jimmy Dore's bad. That's good, right? Like, like getting that part out of the way is good. Where this part is, like, really starting to have a problem is Jesus Christ this is a such a long-winded video I mean uh, p- thing um oh god it talks about the left the red scare podcast which is also a comedy podcast they had Steve Bannon on they're not particularly clear and coherent in my particular opinion but I don't really care that like, much about them uh, um fucking corny huh also that podcast sucks <laughs> I'm gonna get canceled because I called an all-female podcast corny but uh, whatever nobody cares stupid the one they start talking about okay all this comes at a time when conspiratorial thinking is wait wait wait, wait. yeah seems to be uh the rise across political uh ideal ideologies one reliable area of overlap between the far left and QAnon types is the question of jeffrey epstein's death and the question uh in the conspiracy deep state involvement along with the conviction that hollywood and political elites are running pedophile rings that the powers uh that uh that be tacitly to condone or even participate in this is talk uh, this talking point about QAnon that its belief about uh, about pedophile elitists being protected by the neoliberal establishment is valid, while recently elevated by Rolling Stone contributing editor and left wing writer Matt Taibbi, who asserted that the, quote the underlying thought that it's a consolation of Trumpists who are taking on these elitists who want to take over the rest of the of society. Uh, there's a core of like emotional truth animating the QAnon theory. I think that's fairly indisputable, right? Like, the, like, yeah. like that guy's death is super weird, and he is he was super weird. Like, to not to ignore that is to just shove that again to make another 1984 reference down the memory hole. Like, mm-hmm. it's uh, there are. I feel like this could. I honestly, I feel like this dovetails back into what we started with. There are a ton of shitty 
quote unquote leftists out there with terrible politics. Mm-hmm. And when you start like peeling away, you see how like racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic their politics are. But that is almost like a family discussion to where like mm-hmm. we have to like root that shit out for the for the daily beast to try to make some kind of equivalency between like boogaloo boys and people who just question did Jeffrey Epstein kill himself? A guy who was a literal pedophile who flew government officials down to little St. James is so completely different. Like because Matt Chrisman goes on True Anon. Uh, True Anon Which is, is a, not, which is like not an act. It doesn't I mean like like the position of True Anon. True Anon is the good old days of when I could like come home on Friday night. I ain't got nothing else to do but play some Call of Duty. And after I get bored of that, I'm going to drink some beers. I'm going to watch some good, wholesome conspiracy videos on YouTube and not believe that shit. And I'm going to be entertained. That, mm-hmm. That's what True Anon is. True Anon is the good old days of that shit where people weren't like, uh, oh, yeah, like Jewish space lasers or some dog shit. And now YouTube can't even let me have my David Icke reptile videos anymore. <laughs> is Obama a secret reptile? Because these motherfuckers take it too far. Yeah. And, and it, actually, the next thing that this article talks about is Matt and Truanon. So mm-hmm. just to kind of go on, similarly, Chapo Trap House's Matt Chrisman avowed in an interview with the Truanon podcasters last year, there are two basic premises on QAnon. One is right and one is wrong. That's why I say it's a 50-50 thing. The premise of we are ruled by a cabal of cannibalistic, uh, cannibalistic psychotic sexual abusers and all the institutions that they create are further uh, to our uh, to further their dominance over us, correct, and that Donald Trump is doing anything to stop them, incorrect. <laughs> Which is a fucking joke, man. I mean, like, come on. It's a fucking joke. And he's like, <laughs> and like, like, like they're they're reporting this like he, like this is something that uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's ridiculous. In the interview with True and On, Brace Belden and Liz Franzik, who also appeared on the Perfume Nationalist podcast, I don't know what that is, uh, Chrisman and uh, his fellow podcasters riff on Epstein's death in a lockup as his associate, Glenn Maxwell's recent arrest. Quote, this has to be a result of some sort of factional contest between the intelligence community or the deep state or whatever, because somebody kept her alive for all those months, Chrisman says. They then veer into prime conspiracy territory when Belden riffs on how they could uh, see the quote deep state drugging Maxwell quote it's 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 like what happened to Jack Ruby to supposedly discredit her testimony in court between digs at the center left literally a minority of people think Epstein killed himself Belden said Chrisman adds uh, a majority of Biden voters though Belden complains, but this is a thing that everybody knows. Everybody knows that the government or fractions within the government likely had something to do with it, but you can't do anything about it. That's what drives people so crazy. That's just contributed to how insane everybody is. And that is right. Like, like that's right. And also like, like that doesn't have like a left or right ideology. People understand that the government does fucked up shit. Like that's not a surprise. It's not a shock, you know? And like the daily beast report, Reporting like like oh well this is boomerang or uh, this is a uh, 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 horseshoe theory or whatever the fuck is just insane. And I, I I'm in the Matt Chrisman camp here too of like he said this before so this isn't my original idea. I really think that Epstein and all this fucking conspiracy garbage um, is all this like pedophile shit 
is to keep people uh it's a limited hangout to keep people away from like mundane shit that goes on yes. like Alec. Because this is salacious. Like, ask a ask ask a, a guy, a leftist, or even a conspiracy. Get your get your fucking get the most QAnon motherfucker you know and ask them about Alec, what Alec is. Yeah. And, it'll and they'll be sleep. like, what is he is Alec, who's Alex? Is he raping kids? Yeah. No. No. So he doesn't care. Yeah, he doesn't care at all. Like I'm I'm looking it up right now. It's the American Legislative Exchange Council. What the fuck this is is a group of CEOs that get together every year and they fucking write policy that they expect politicians to support. Yep. If that's not the goddamn Illuminati, I don't know what it is. Uh, yeah, but nobody gives a crap because it's like, how do you Nobody's destroy the minimum wage? How do like you crush workers? How do you like? Yeah. How do you like make all schools into charter schools and all these other things? Well, and the thing like, is, nobody, nobody cares. I would push back on you on that. Nobody cares because it's mundane. Yeah, exactly. It's not guys, it's not guys jerking off in a coffin or wearing black robes. It's fucking guys who want their taxes lowered and want to yeah. and want to increase. It's capitalism. Yeah, and which, 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 by the way, like even if that's happening, which it very mel- very well may be, who gives a fuck? I give much more of a fuck about these charter school like model legislations that they're putting in every, in every state, right? Or these now, right now, they've pivoted to this like anti anti trans legislation specifically to like say, well, we want to make sure that we're protecting women's sports from like women. I guess I don't know. <laughs> But it goes on a little bit because it brings in one of one of my boys, and I think he's one of yours too. Uh, Alan Dershowitz uh, talks about Alan Dershowitz, other pedophiles, and host Hassan Piker explains, uh, and that's how we tie this neatly back to the QAnon mm-hmm. conspiracy theory. There you go, which is a hundred percent correct, Belden jokes, and then it just sort of like gets back and forth. So they even implicating Hassan in the uh, in the dirtbag left, <laughs> which is like. I don't know, man. He's pretty like he's pretty clean. He keeps his nose pretty clean. He like nah, he, he got, gets in fights with he destiny got, he got over chastised like. By, that's why him and Uncle Jank don't get along because he got he got chastised for saying nine uh, eleven was blowback. Yeah, but he also all dirty, like all the dirty shit we do. He, he had to go on like, TYT got, and fucking apologize for something that's so fucking obvious. That got him so many viewers, though. That's <laughs> true. That's true. I'm waiting to get canceled. Can we get this show canceled? That's what I keep telling Scott, and he's like, <laughs> I don't know, man. We shouldn't get canceled. But uh, me and get some money. Let's go. Well, the other thing that that uh, got specifically Hassan, and I like Hassan. I think he's good. Um, but the thing with him that got him super like kind of like mm. super clouded up was when he got into that big fight, literally over like whether or not you could say the n word in private with destiny and like <laughs> the fact that like destiny like oh, took the yeah, like he got like super defensive about it and like hassan like took a like a real like a real position like against it it's like he's that's not dirtbag at all that's pretty pretty straightforward you know i don't to know to quote to quote ian to quote fictional um professor dr uh ian, Malcolm. ian michael they spent so much time thinking about if you could. No one ever stopped to think about if you should. <laughs> Holy shit. You're selling it. You're selling the N-word. Yeah. yeah. You package it on a lunchbox and you sell it. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think we should wrap it up here. But you should check out our Twitch stream because uh, coming up, I, we're going to be talking about something very fun. 
Uh, it's going to be an uh, interview uh, with... Uh, <laughs> with the one and only Slavoj Zizek. You're gonna be you gonna be joining me for that, Robert? It's gonna be All short. Right, it's short. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. You can get more information about Good Morning Comrade, goodmorningcomrade.com. You can support our show. Uh patreon.com forward slash good morning comrade. Thanks everybody for listening. Love you bye. Listen to oh listen to us every Tuesday or every every day. Monday through Friday. YouTube.com. Good morning comrade. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.